All right, we are live. Good evening, everyone. Hopefully, everyone is having a blessed evening as we are, as always, as always. We'd like to say praise the Lord. Thank the Lord for yet another day in the land of the living and another chance to get our acts together. Today is March 16th, 2023, and week 215 of Renewal Around here. Welcome to Join the Midst of the Storm. This is a program where we like to do weekly live stream Bible studies and shortly upload audio versions to every major podcast platform shortly thereafter. And if you've been with us for a while, as we always like to say welcome back, Thank you guys for tuning in week in and week out trying to hear what thus says the Lord. And we have an early comment uh, from Casey. He says, praise the Lord, brothers and everyone. Hopefully everyone is having a blessed day today. God bless and God bless you too. Um, David also says, praise the Lord, everyone. Hope y'all are having a great day in the Lord. And I know that I am. And we pray the same for you too as well. Thank y'all for tuning in and being one of the early comments. Um, As you can see from the title, we'll be talking about the spirit of deliverance. So without any further ado, I'm going to pass it over to Minister Tony Banks. We can go ahead and get started with this evening's message. Uh, We pray that you guys get something out of it. Thank you, Melvin. As we usually do, let's go into a word of prayer. You guys have a moment to pause doing what you're doing. Heavenly Father, thank you for blessing us. Lord, we thank you for how you watched over us, how you kept us, Lord, how you continue to uh, bring us through so many things day by day. Uh, Lord, continue to keep our minds, continue to shield and protect us, Lord, continue to uh, elevate us, Lord. Help us to see your way, Lord. Help us to see what it is that you desire us to do, Lord. Help us to submit to your will, not our will, Lord, but let thy will be done. Lord, we're praying that no matter what happens to us in this life, that we will continually remember that there is a reason to have joy in the midst of every storm. Lord, we're praying for the Bible study tonight that uh, we would all decrease and Lord, only you would increase. Lord, we're praying that your word would go forth. uh, Lord, that it would be something that would help us, that would strengthen us, that would uh, encourage us to go on just a little bit further. So Lord, we're praying all these blessings in your terrific name, Jesus. Amen. Amen. All right. So we are talking about the spirit of deliverance. Um, I, you know, uh, as you guys know, this is joy in the midst of the storm. And these, these Bible studies are to help us because I understand that all of us uh, endure uh, different things, difficult things uh, day by day. I know a lot of times we might look at the next person and uh, they might not be enduring what we're going through. And so sometimes we might feel that we have it worse than they have. it. Uh, But regardless of what we personally feel or what we personally think, Uh, We're all enduring things. We're all going through something. Uh, We've all been through something. Uh, Some things that I'm sure uh, we we hope and we we pray that never happens again. But uh, nevertheless, we're we're enduring things. Um, And so I wanted to talk about this tonight because, um, you know, God, uh, as the name of this program is, but there's still a reason to have joy. However, when we're going through whatever it is, we don't feel that way. You know, we're we're down, we're, we're out, we're depressed, we're sad, we're whatever. Um, you know, 
<clears throat> but I want to talk about this because, like I said, I know people are enduring things because uh, even my, I myself, I have to endure things. Uh, but I always pray that God would remind us that there is still a reason to have joy. Uh, there's a song that uh, we, we sing in church. Uh, don't let the devil steal your joy. I got J-O-Y, joy. Um, and, and that's an important thing because, you know, when sad things happen, when, when tough things happen, uh, we, we as, as people, now I'm not talking about a specific person, but as people, we, we, we feel so defeated. We feel uh, down and out. We feel as if we have no joy. Uh, but God wants to enlighten us that there is always a reason to have joy, regardless of what it is, regardless of how long we've been going through a certain thing. You know, sometimes uh, I've seen many times uh, where we start out having faith. We start out believing that God is going to intervene. And, and, and of course, we don't always get the answer that we want. But we start out. Uh, believing that God is going to be with us and God is going to help us. Uh, but after uh, a few months, after um, uh, a year, after a year and a half, a few years, you know, after a decade, you know, we, we began to lose that hope. We began to lose that faith. Uh, we began to lose the joy. Um, and so we, we, we have to, be reminded, um, you know, if if we were people who would remember to do everything, we wouldn't need a reminder. I know that's one of the things Melvin would always tell me was set a reminder. And so, you know, we need to continually be told certain things because we're forgetful people. It's in our nature. And so I want to look at some stuff tonight. Coming from the book of Luke, chapter four. And actually, I told you verse 18, but, but actually, go and start at verse 17 uh, before we read 18. And there was delivered unto him the book of the prophet Isaiah. Mm-hmm. And when he had opened the book, he found the place where it was written. You know, uh, I heard uh, one of my bishops, he did a Bible study. Um, talking about get the book, you know, we 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 need the word of God. Uh, if if we're going to get where we want to go, we need this book. But there's so many great books in the world. People are continually writing books every day. Uh, but this is the one book that we need. So Jesus, now it's talking about Jesus. It was delivered to him the book, and now he's going to read what's in the book. Pick it up for us, Melvin, in verse 18. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, Mm -hmm. because he hath anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He hath sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives, Mm -hmm. and recovering of sight to the blind to set at liberty them that are bruised, Mm -hmm. to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. I thank God 
that the spirit of the Lord came upon Jesus in order for him to do something to help us, to to deliver us. That's what the spirit of the Lord came upon him for, to help us so that we can have help in the time of need. See, God knows that there are some happy days in our lives. There are some days where we we look back and we say, man, wow, you know, this this was such a good time. Uh, Those those days where we're happy, uh, we we decide to take pictures of those those days to capture those happy memories. You know why uh, we do that? Not, Not only because, wow, those pictures look so good, but because there are some days that are ahead where we won't feel that happy. We won't feel that satisfied. We're going to be upset. We're going to be frustrated. We're going to be anxious. We're going to be tired. We're going to be all these uh, feeling, feeling all these feelings that we didn't feel that day or at that moment we were taking those pictures. Look, we were joyous at that moment. But there's always coming a time where it seems as if the devil's stealing our joy. It seems as if we're bound by something. It seems as if There's something holding us captive. There's something holding us hostage, not physically, not physically, but mentally, emotionally, spiritually. There's something holding us hostage. And there's a day coming where that feeling will overtake us. There's a day coming that regardless of how happy we are, people get happy for certain things. Uh, it's tax time, Melvin. So when when people get that that, uh, the refund check, if they're getting some money back now, when people get that refund check, it's a joyous occasion. We're so happy. We're fired up. And a week later, we're down and out again because all the money is gone. Things happen in our lives where we're so up we're on cloud nine. We're, we're so excited. But there's a time coming where we'll need freedom. Jesus said, the spirit of the Lord is upon him because he has anointed me to preach the gospel, not to the rich, but to the poor. See, there's a time coming where we become poor. We, we're, we're out of money. And even on a spiritual level, level we're poor in faith. We're poor in knowledge, in knowing the things that God wants us to know, causing us to make bad decisions. You know, I did a Bible study. Glory be to God. I did a Bible study earlier this week about making decisions because there are decisions that have to be made by us every single day. Every single day. And so, Even after those decisions are made, even after those decisions are made, we must realize, hallelujah, we must realize sometimes those things don't work out for us. Sometimes uh, we, we make decisions and we're thinking that it's going to be a good decision. And so we're joyous, we're happy. But somewhere along the line, things don't work out the way we expected. And we begin to lose hope. Sometimes we begin to lose faith. Jesus now, he said, the spirit hath anointed me 
to heal the broken heart. God knows I've seen, uh, and, and I myself have even been here in this condition, broken hearted. Some, some stuff that you really wanted. We put our faith in so many people. We put our faith in things. Things will break our heart and people. People and things. Uh, recently, I've seen uh, many people being laid off, losing their job. I can assure you this broke some people's hearts. Because we had faith in our jobs. We have faith in so many things. Uh, I heard about the uh, uh, people losing their money from a, a certain bank. I don't even recall what bank it was, but people losing their money. I can guarantee you they were brokenhearted, distraught. Who wouldn't be upset? Who wouldn't be disappointed when you find out you've lost all the money you had? Jesus said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me to heal the broken heart. God knows we are a, a nation. We are a people who need healing. So many things, so many problems we have, we need healing. That's the reason we're continually going to the doctor, because we're hoping they can heal us of some problems. But there is one we need. The Lord Jesus, because the spirit is upon him to heal us. The, the scripture told us by his stripes, we are healed. There is so much deliverance to preach deliverance to the captive. There's so much deliverance in Christ. But we have to make the decision and the choice to come to him to receive it. You know, I, I, I was talking to someone, I think it was earlier today. Uh, my mind went back to the king. Uh, I believe he was a king. And he had a disease in his foot. And the Bible specifically mentions how he went to all these physicians, how he went to different doctors. I, no doubt they told him. Now, I know they didn't have it back then. But if they did, they would have ran MRIs on him. They would have ran CT scans. They would have did all these uh, blood tests. They would have told him that you've got to have this surgery. You've got to do that. He tried everything he could, and he died from that disease. But the word of the Lord begins to tell us how he never, he never saw God. He never looked to the Lord of heaven. Well, there's problems. See, there are problems that we have, and people don't feel that it's any of God's business. But this is what he came for. Jesus said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me to preach the gospel to the poor, to heal the broken heart, to preach deliverance to people held captive by things. He's not talking about you being a physical slave. He's talking about these things keeping us hostage in our minds. And there's so many things that hold people down. There's so many things that people feel. We feel that we need certain things. In order to survive, and we don't. And we're held captive. We're held in bondage. And all we have to do is decide, I need God's help. See, don't be as that king 
way back then who would not seek God for his problem because certain things we feel, because of the reports that we receive. See, sometimes we receive a, a report from someone and they tell us there's nothing we can do. They tell us there's nothing that can be done. Our situation is the way we're going to be. And we begin to lose faith. We begin to lose hope. But Paul said, we're not as others are. We don't have to be as they are, who, people who have no hope. This is what the Spirit of the Lord was upon Jesus for. But now, I want to take this a step further. I want to run over, um, let me figure out where it is. I want to run over, Melvin, to the book of Luke chapter 10. Luke chapter 10, and I think I want around verse 9. Because now that we've established that the Spirit of God was on Jesus, and it was on him in order for him to do something for other people, in order to help other people. See, every day, Time and time again, as I begin to look around, see, God, God has shifted. Verse 29, I believe. I believe it's verse 29. All right. It, God has, yes. God has changed my, my thinking. Um, and so I, when I look at people, I'm looking at, I'm looking at how we're struggling, how we're going through problems. A lot of times people are bound and they don't even know. A lot of times we are held captive and don't even recognize. We're struggling with different problems, different addictions, different things. Different things are holding us back. Even Paul told us in one place in the book of um, um, Leaves the book of Hebrews. Um, he said, lay aside every weight and the sin that does so easily beset us. I might be mixing it up with the book of Romans. But he said, lay aside those. There are some things holding us back. And that's why Jesus came. To free us. See, we are not free. And yet we think we are. We think we're so smart. But Jesus said he was coming to give sight to the blind. See, we think we can see, but we don't recognize we're really blind. So he's coming to help us now. So I want to go uh, run over here again, like I said, to, to Luke chapter 10, and verse uh, 29, because the spirit of the Lord was on Jesus, but it didn't stop there. It does not end there. Because Jesus, when he, uh, when he died on the cross, he uttered the words, it is finished. What his job was, he, he declared, he finished his work that he came here to do on the cross now. By dying, he declared he finished it. And so after he left, he told us, before he left, he told us it's expedient for him to go away. 
And he was going to send us back the same spirit, the same spirit that anointed him to do all these things that he did. He said he was going to send that spirit to you and I. So now that we have access to the same spirit that Jesus had, he's expecting the same things out of us that he did. In fact, he told us we are going to do greater. We're going to do even more than what he did. And so we're going to get to some things. But now pick us up, Melvin, if you will, in verse 29. I apologize for the scriptures on the screen. The app will not load for whatever reason, but I do have them pulled up. So um, Luke chapter 10 and uh, verse 29. Um, But he, willing to justify himself, said unto Jesus, and who is my neighbor? Now, Jesus is having a conversation with this man who was tempting him. And the scripture tells us, love thy neighbor as thyself. And this man willing to make himself look good because he thinks he's going to outsmart Jesus. He said, who is my neighbor? Read for his man. And Jesus answering said, a certain man went down from Jerusalem to Jericho and fell among thieves, Mm -hmm. which stripped him of his raiment and wounded him and departed, leaving him half dead. And by chance, there came down a certain priest that way. And when he saw him, he passed by on the other side. Now, this man is beat almost to death. And he's left there for dead. You know, this is a bad situation this man was left in. And not not only is that bad, But things get even worse as he tells us what happens next. A priest, a priest came down, preacher, a person who's supposed to have the spirit of God. See, the spirit of God was upon Jesus to heal the brokenhearted, to give sight to those who are blind. to deliver people, to help people. And now we find ourselves walking around with the same spirit. And yet, this is what we do. Lord, help us. This priest, the man sees the other person with this problem. And he passes by on the other side. He said, this has nothing to do with me. I'm not even going to extend a hand to help this person, to deliver this person. See, the spirit of the Lord was on Jesus so he can help someone. And so if we have this same spirit of deliverance, not only does God want to deliver you from your situations and help you, he's looking at us to help someone else. See, Jesus is no longer physically here, but what he decided to do was send his spirit. And so the same spirit that caused him to do what he did, it ought to cause us to do the same things. But we find this priest, instead of 
operating and walking in the spirit of God instead of being used by God. See the man half dead. And yet will not even try to help. You know, now he uses someone being beat physically. But you know, people, we're walking past people every day. We've got friends, we've got family, we've got so many people every day. And they might not be physically beat half to death. But people are bound. People are struggling. People are having problems. And instead of us offering the spirit of God to them, instead of us trying to reach out to help them, instead of us presenting ourselves in a manner of which that, you know, sometimes uh, people are struggling with different problems, uh, different, different uh, things that might be looked down upon. In the church, they, I put it this way, things that God said not to even do. And sometimes you'll have people in the church getting involved with these things. And because many of us are not where we should be, those people won't even reach out for help to us. Like Sometimes people, sometimes we have no idea what struggles people have. But the entire time, some of those people are bound and wanting to be free. But because we're not being led by the Spirit of God, because we're not being led by the Spirit of God, they won't reach out to us. And because we're not reaching out to them, we'll never know until it's too late. The things that they're suffering from. How many people have committed suicide? And a lot of people around them did not even know. Every time they seen this person, they say, oh, this was the life of the part. They were so, they were always smiling. They were always, but in their minds, they were captive. They were bound. And so I'm saying, it's on us. Now, I'm not saying they, they play no part in it, but what I am saying is we've got to present ourselves in a way that tells people, look, I'm here for you. We've got to tell people this. Let them know God wants to help you. Even if we don't know that they're going through anything, encouraging people to know who God is, encouraging people to get in the word of God, encouraging people to be in Bible studies, encouraging people to attend church, encouraging people to just do the things of God, to pray. See, if a person isn't praying, they're headed for the wrong, they're headed in the wrong direction. Ask them, you know, we, we, we should ask people, look, look, be praying for me. He said, man, what's wrong with you? Look, it doesn't have to be something wrong with you. But I want you to pray for me and I'm praying for you because there are things that lie ahead that we don't even know about. See, this is why Jesus came to show us how to be there for one another. Scripture tells us in one place, comfort, comfort one another. But 
every day people are having problems that we don't even know about. All because, not not all because, I take that back. But people are struggling with things. And because we're not being led by the Spirit of God, we're not there for them. This is a sad thing. So we must get ourselves in a position that we're being led by the Spirit of God and we're looking to help deliver someone, to help someone, to be there with someone, to encourage someone, to uplift someone, to let people know there's joy in the midst of every storm, regardless of what it might be, regardless of what things might appear to be. There's still help for you. There's still hope for you. And I'm going to be someone who's going to help you along the journey. This is what God is looking for. So he tells this parable here. Jesus tells this parable because it's full of people who are supposed to be saved. Witnessing other people have problems and not even try to help. But this is what the spirit of the Lord was upon him for. Read it. Read that again for us, Melvin. In verse 32 or 31. And by chance, there came down a certain priest that way. And when he saw him, he passed by on the other side. Mm -hmm. And likewise, a Levite, when he was at the place, came and looked on him and passed by on the other side. Look at all the people passing by as this person has a problem. And it looks bad that this man is beat half to death, but it looks even worse that all of these people are just looking at him and passing right by. This is a condition that we find ourselves in. People having problems. Now, we can't solve everybody's problem, so don't misunderstand me. But are we operating in the spirit of God, the same spirit that Jesus had? Because he wants to help free us. So there are opportunities that we have, and I've been guilty, so I'm not trying to make you seem uh, make it seem as if it's just about you. But there are opportunities we have to be there for one another, to help one another. We are the body of Christ, a scripture that's continually been on my mind for um, weeks now. He tells us we've got to keep the unity. Run over there to that verse, man. Ephesians chapter 4. I believe it's chapter four. It might be chapter three. Yeah, Ephesians chapter four. Uh, Pick it up at, let's start at verse one. I therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, beseech you that ye walk worthy of the vocation wherewith ye are all called. Many are called, but few are chosen. He tells us, walk worthy. God has called us 
We got to walk worthy. What we just read, and we didn't even finish it, but what we were just reading were people who witnessed someone in a bad condition and they didn't even try to help. You know, we witness people in bad conditions every day. People doing things we know for a fact God said not to do. And we won't even tell them. We won't even say, hey, you know, God doesn't want us to do this. Instead, we encourage it. Instead, we just pass by on the other side. See, God is looking for us to take a stand. This is what the Spirit of the Lord is upon us for. This is what it was upon Jesus for. To deliver the captives. To heal the broken heart. This is what he came for. So he said, walk worthy. Walk worthy. Pick it up in verse 2, man. With all lowliness and meekness, with long suffering, forbearing one another in love. He said, you got to put up with one another. See, the man who was lying on the ground, half beat, they didn't want to deal with him. Somebody said, man, I got I got a place to be right now. I've got somewhere to go. They did not want to suffer with him. But he said, you know what? We've got to forbear one another in love. We've got to put up with each other. He's not just talking about a husband and wife who get married and now they got to put up with each other even though they get upset and fight at times. No, he's not dealing with, he's talking about all of us in the church. All of us who the spirit of the Lord is upon. Now we've got to love one another. And it takes some sacrifices to love one another. Because there are some times where you will get upset. There's going to be times where you'll be upset with me. It's something that I said, something that I did, you did not like. But he tells us, forbear one another in love. Pick up that next one for us, man. Endeavoring to keep the unity of the spirit and the bond of peace. We have to fight for this. We got to put up a battle to keep the unity. Jesus prayed that we would become one. That's what the spirit of the Lord is upon him, was upon him. Now it's upon us so that we can become one, so that we can be delivered. See, if we all learn how to work together, we can deliver ourselves. We can help ourselves. See, everyone was looking to Jesus. Everyone was looking to him when he was on the scene, when he was living. Uh, uh, multitudes and, and people would flock to him. Uh, man couldn't even sleep because so many people would come to him seeking his help because they've got problems. But now that Jesus is gone, who are we looking to? I know we still. I know we still are to look unto Christ, unto him that is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we can ask or think. I know we're still looking to him. But you know what? The spirit of the Lord is upon us. Because now, Jesus told us, let your light so shine so people can look at you. So people can see you do something now. 
that's the that's what the parable was about. He was looking at those people to do something. But it was only one person, the Samaritan, who actually helped the man. Cleaned him up. Took him to a place to help him. He was the only one. And so now, God is looking at us. Because now we have access to the same spirit. And now what are we doing for one another? As we struggle with different problems, you know, we ought to be, uh, as being people in the body of Christ, we ought to be able to call one another and, and just talk to each other. When we're dealing with things, when we're hurting, when we're, when we're struggling at times, we ought to be able to call one another. We ought to be able to reach out to each other. Now, I'm not telling you to do this with everybody because some folks, they'll tell all your business. So I'm not telling you to do this with everybody. But there ought to be someone in the body of Christ that you can reach out to. This is what he's telling us to do. He said, look, you've got to endeavor to keep. We've got to forbear one another. We've got to be long-suffering. I know there's times where people annoy us. He said, but you've got to be long-suffering with the body of Christ, putting up with people, being there for someone else. Because sometimes we don't even recognize that a person has a problem. But this is what the Spirit of the Lord was upon Jesus for. To help people with their problem. You know, so many times we, we get caught up in all these things. We, we think life is about uh, uh, making money and having, uh, being successful in our careers and jobs and uh, getting a nice car and a nice house. No, things are nice. That's, that's fine. But Jesus was about way more than that. He was about way more. The spirit was upon him, not so he can have a successful career. That's not what the spirit was upon him for. The spirit was upon him so that he could love one another, so that we can love one another. That's what he came to teach us, to be there for each other, to help one another. And so this is the thing that's missing in the body of Christ. This is what's missing. This is why Jesus prayed that we would become one. See, we are not yet one. Because we're looking for an opportunity to gossip about each other, to laugh at each other, to put one another down. But he's about delivering us. That's what the Spirit came for. To deliver us. Because I don't care how high you get. I don't care how successful you get. We're seeing people all the time. Successful people. People who have everything that we're desiring to get in life. And yet they still, we still find out that they've committed suicide. That they've been 
suffering with this, that they've been suffering with that. We find this happen all the time. You know, God is trying to show us something. He's trying to tell us something. We can learn something if we would have our eyes open. But somebody has to tell us that there's more to life than this. Somebody has to help us to be delivered. Somebody has to first tell us these things. So this is what Jesus came for. This is what he sent his spirit for. But again, now that he's gone, it's on us. You know, even in Acts, I believe, chapter uh, three. Uh, let's go and read that. Acts chapter three. We got a little time left. Acts chapter three. And uh, let's, let's pick it up at verse one now. Now, Peter and John went up together into the temple at the hour of prayer, being the ninth hour. Two people in the body of Christ went up to pray. See, we ought to be able to do these things because this is going to help us. We ought to continually be praying one for another, even if we're not together, praying together all the time. We ought to continually be praying for one another. Continually, we don't have to. Like I've seen sometimes when people uh, people will ask for someone's prayer request, and, and we want to find out exactly what they're praying for. We don't have to know. Uh, now, I'm not telling you to pray, you know, for something crazy for a person, but pray that God help people. Pray that God lead them in the direction that He wants them to go. Pray that God will. Strengthen us and encourage us and, and help us to follow his path for our lives. You know, they, they, there are many things we can be praying for, but sometimes we want to get in everybody's business. We want to know exactly what they've been praying for. Look, tell me what it is that you're asking God for so I can be praying for you also. We, we don't have to know every single thing. We don't have to be nosy about this thing. We just need to be genuine really be there for one another. This is what God is looking for. You know, he told us it's better to give than to receive. That's what the Spirit came for. So give ourselves for someone else. He said, there's no greater love than this, that a man lay down his life for his friend. This is what the Spirit came for. I heard a message, uh, what was that? Oh, it was this past Sunday, I believe. Talk about how we need to die. Not physically now, but die to our own will and submit ourselves to the will of God. This is what this is about. So now, they went up to pray. Pick it up in verse 2, man. A certain man lame from his mother's womb was carried whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple, which is called beautiful, to ask alms of them that entered into the temple. Man was not able to walk, not able to do much on his own. From his mother's womb, he was in this condition. No doubt. No doubt. This person had a problem. But I'm, I'm coming here because I, Jesus is gone now. 
At this point, he's gone. He's no longer walking physically on earth. And so this day is today because Jesus is still no longer physically here. So they, they find themselves approaching someone who's in a bad shape. Read for us, man. Who seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple, ask an alms. Mm-hmm. And Peter, fastening his eyes upon him with John, said, look on us. My God. He said, look on us. Look, I, I know. See, Jesus said, let your light so shine that men may see your good work. When people look at us, they should be looking at Christ. So now they could say, look, look on us. I, I know we've been talking all about Jesus, but greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. Now he's supposed to be in us. So now they can say, look on us. I know we're around praying and doing all these things, but God is looking for us to help people to be delivered. He's looking for us to be there for one another. This is what he's looking for now. So Peter and John looked at the man and said, look on us. We can help you. Be delivered. See, this is what God is looking for. This is why he gave us the spirit now. So that we can help people. We can cast out devil. We can do all types of things. We can help people be free from different addictions. There there are things that people are struggling with every day and they feel that they will never get out of this condition. But this is why he's expecting us who have the spirit of God to be able to tell someone, but you don't have to suffer with that. God will free you. He will deliver you. All you have to do is submit to his plan. This is what it's about. This is what joy in the midst of the storm is about. We don't have to continue struggling and suffering and crying and feeling sorry for ourselves. Peter, Peter said, look on us. Read for us, man. And he gave heed unto them, expecting to receive something of them. Mm-hmm. Then Peter said, silver and gold have I none, but such as I have give I thee. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. He said, man, we're not going to give you money. We're going to give you something better. We're going to introduce you to the name of the Lord Jesus. We're going to introduce you to Christ. See, this is why we're here. This is why Jesus came. This is why he sent us the spirit of the Lord. Because this will free you. Look, it'll it'll perform miracles in your life. This is what his spirit came for. This is exactly what we need. But we got to get to the point where we can do this thing, where we can do these type of things right here. He said, these signs shall follow them that that, that believe. He said, we'll be able to lay hands on the sick. They'll recover. These are the things he's looking for us to do now. By the grace of God, these are the things we're going to do. But see, Peter and John, 
And the rest of these disciples, they were not always in this position. There was a time where a person brought their child to the disciples and they were not able to heal the child. The child had a demon. Would hurt themselves, cut themselves, throw themselves in the fire, try to kill themselves, all types of things. And the disciples were not able to do it. But now when we get over here, now they've reached a new level. See, there's another level we can reach in God. There's another level of faith. There's another level of hope. There's another level of his power that we can reach. And he's expecting us to get there. But we first need to understand we can do these things all through Christ. All these things are possible. So we've got to speak life to people. We've got to walk around and give hope to people. See, they're, they're, we are people are receiving evil reports, bad reports every day from the doctors, from the lawyers, from whoever it is, from their friends, from their family. We're receiving all these bad reports. But who is going to be led by the Spirit of God? Who is going to do something for their neighbor? Who's going to do something for the members of the body of Christ, for the people even outside of the body of Christ? God is looking for us to do something. He's looking for us. So God bless you guys. And I I, I really hope and I really pray that we would come up to this level because as I've said so many times, God is looking for us. Either Peter and John told the man, look on us. We're going to tell you about the name of Jesus. We're going to show you the power of God. See, people don't even realize the power of God today. We don't even realize. The things that God is able to do. And we could see it happen if we could believe. That's what Jesus told the sister. Uh, of Lazarus. Didn't I tell you if you could just believe, you would see the glory of God? See, if we could just have the faith that God can heal us, that God can free us, that God can deliver us, that God can free even those around us from whatever's holding them back. If we could just have this faith, this is the reason He gave us the Spirit. So, God bless you guys. At this time, I will turn it back over to the hands of Melvin. Thank, well, thank you, guys, you once again. Thank you, uh, Minister, for the great message. Uh, we have a few comments. Jeremy quotes Ecclesiastes uh, chapter 3 and verse 1, where it says, there is a time and place for everything under the sun. And um, he also quotes, for, uh, math, quotes Matthew 5 and 16, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father, which is in heaven. That is definitely what we should do. And um, Bridget um, commented earlier, help, we should help each other carry, we should help carry each other's burdens. And I'm reminded of a video I saw a while ago of um, 
of this man and he demonstrated um, stubbing his toe on a door. And it seems like all of our furniture is just out to get our pinky toe, whether that be the railing of the bed, uh, our dresser, the corner of the table. But when we do hit that, we, we know we feel immense pain. But it's not just our pinky toe trying to help itself. Our back bends, our knees bend, our hands reach down there before we even realize what's going on trying to help our pinky toe. And that is exactly how the body of Christ should be. You know, some people may be the head, some people may be the hand. They all have their perspective role in the body of Christ. Um, I'm reminded in one place in the, I believe it's Acts chapter four, somewhere around verse 30 through 35, it says, and, and none among them lacked the people in the body of Christ and the church, nobody lacked. When someone is lacking something, you help them out. And that should be the case for the, the whole the whole body of Christ. Um, Tony mentioned earlier um, a scripture and, I, it, and it just escaped me. I lost my train of thought, but we should all help each other out, you know, because God is love. And uh, oh, the scripture was there is no greater sacrifice than a man to lay down his life for his friends. And that is so true because God is love. And if we love each other, we have him operating inside of us because that's what we get on these broadcasts for, to bring the word of God, but we also have to apply it to our daily lives. There's no point in learning what these things, these scriptures mean if we don't apply them. So um, those are all of our comments. So thank you guys to our commenters and those who even who didn't even comment, who just watched or who are going to listen on the podcast. We greatly appreciate you guys listening and support because this stuff is really important. Um, so commenters, we have Casey, David, Jeremy, and Bridget. So thank you guys so much. And as my weekly reminder to you guys, we do have Zoom Bible studies every Monday evening at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. It's a good message every week. We would love to see you guys there. And as I always like to say, rejoice in the Lord always because today's tribulations are tomorrow's testimonies. Count it all joy. Count it all joy. And again, count it all joy. There is reason to be joyful in the midst of every single storm, no matter what your earthly situation looks like. So if the Lord blesses and says the same, we'll see you guys next Thursday evening live with another topic coming straight from the word of God. And once again, thank you for tuning in and we'll see you guys the next time. Thank you for listening to our weekly Bible study podcast. We hope you enjoyed this evening's message. My name is Melvin Corners, here along with Minister Tony Banks. You can catch these Bible studies live on Facebook every Thursday evening at 6.30 p.m. Central Standard Time at facebook.com slash jmsbible. We have Zoom Bible studies every Monday evening at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. Also, check out our website at jmsbible.com. There, you can listen to all of our in-person, Zoom, and live stream messages along with every scripture we've ever covered. Lastly, we have been getting a lot of questions about how people can donate. We have finally opened up a cash app if you find it in your heart to leave a donation because running these Bible studies takes money, which Tony and I have been paying since we first started. That name is dollar sign Joystorm12. We appreciate each and every single donation, no matter how small. And remember to rejoice in the Lord always. Mm-hmm.